ready for these debates on Tuesday? Oh, God. <laughs> There's not enough wine in the world. <laughs> I mean, it should be entertaining. Yeah, know? we'll see. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna watch it, but it's gonna be painful. Well, you said there's not gonna be any crowds. I, I'm not even sure about that. I haven't checked. I'm assuming because of COVID that there won't be an audience, which is something I always wish debates would be like. Anyway, I never like the idea of an audience at a debate. I, I think mean, it takes away from it. I don't think so. It's kind of like American Idol. Right. There shouldn't be an audience. It's not a performance. It's a debate. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Welcome to While She's Napping. I am Adam. And I'm Cindy. So last week, apparently, people really wanted to know <laughs> about our guilty pleasures. I think it was yours, specifically. It, it is thus far the the best performing episode of the month of September. Oh, wow. So uh, here's to it. Thank yeah. you for everyone that has listened uh, to that episode. And if you have figured out my secrets... <laughs> <laughs> well now you know it's worth listening i'm still laughing about it why <laughs> it was just so unexpected i love Whatever. it hey so speaking of let's start off by thanking people so let's thank people from the u.s canada united kingdom australia germany norway austria france india sweden for listening to us we appreciate you listening to all the guilty pleasures that we outlined specifically within the u.s we'd like to thank rhode island of course massachusetts california florida new hampshire new york texas virginia louisiana delaware ohio arizona connecticut washington dc oh wow (laughs) georgia michigan new jersey new mexico oklahoma pennsylvania wisconsin and of course parts unknown yeah it says district of columbia specified Mm -hmm. so trump's listening yeah (laughs) he heard he he now heard that you are anticipating his debate Mm mm-hmm yep well uh speaking of since you touched on the debates and washington dc and all that uh a quick follow-up on the plug i did last week Mm -hmm. about the um volunteer opportunities and letter writing and all that stuff um i want to thank if any of my friends who have joined me in that campaign are listening i want to thank you so much i just went back in and looked at what our tally is so for all the people that have reached out to me and offered to help with the letter writing right um for vote forward we've um collectively written or committed to writing over 500 letters sweet um which is incredible so i still have about 100 more to go um and if anyone else wants to join i want to make it a personal goal to within my circle uh reach a thousand um, and we have until October 17th to send out these letters. So if you're interested in joining me, let me know. It's super easy. Um, or you can go to vote forward to get more information on that. But that is super exciting that I have so many people who have joined me in that. That's great. Yeah. yeah just shoot us, shoot us a DM mm-hmm. on the Instagrams yeah. or the Facebook. <laughs> Why don't you go over the socials so they yeah. know how to do that if they Good want timing. to. So facebook.com slash while she's napping. Um, we're also on Instagram at while she's napping. Um, we're on Twitter at she's napping pod, or you can send us an email at while she's napping at gmail.com. Yeah. I mean, I know it's definitely important for people to get, uh, involved and to at least be registered, Yes, but you know, obviously taking the, the next step of, uh, encouraging people to vote or. Yep. And this of- is a nonpartisan thing. It's you're, it's literally just nudging people to vote. People who are infrequent or unlikely voters or maybe who haven't voted in a previous election. Um, it's just a handwritten letter to try to nudge them to get involved and make their voice heard. So it's a really cool campaign. Apparently 60 percent 
of those, or, or I, I don't know if I got this right, 60% of registered voters didn't vote or did vote in the last election. I think 60% did vote. Yeah. So, so even registered voters don't end up showing up. That means 40% did not vote. Mm -hmm. The percentage of people who actually vote in our country is pretty sad. I mean... It's pretty low. Well, we can talk about that some other time. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, if you want to get involved, contact us. I'd love to have you help me reach my goal of a thousand letters. Yeah, get involved. Hey, so today, uh, first of all, happy anniversary. You too. Yesterday, we were recording this Sunday evening. Uh, so Saturday night, Cindy, well, Saturday in general, Cindy and I had been married for five years. That's mm -hmm. that's wood. That is yeah, I didn't wood. even look it up. <laughs> I was supposed to carve you something. I guess so. Like Jesus. <laughs> Make you something with my hands. I didn't do that. That's okay. Um, so we've been together now for five years, legally married wise. Married for five years. We've been yeah. together for 13. Um, almost well, 14. Almost 14 at yep. this point. So we thought it would be fun to sort of reflect on our marriage in general. And obviously we're going to miss some things. Obviously, there's going to be some things that we're going to re-listen to this episode and say to ourselves, shit, we should have right. We should have mentioned this, but we did. <laughs> Obviously, you know, we're not going to cover everything, but we're also going to cover, you know, if you're interested in getting married or you're interested in popping the question, maybe uh, the some of this will help you uh, somewhat prepare for that a little better or whatnot. If you're finding yourself lost in the weeds mm -hmm. right now, um, maybe as this much will as help. you, yeah, as much as you can prepare in the age of COVID and planning a, an event yeah. <laughs> like a wedding. <laughs> That's something we never, obviously, we didn't have to deal with five yeah. years ago. It should be noted that um, we are not experts here, right? So we're not we're not laying this out to say this is how it should be done. Yeah, no, we're an, I don't an want average couple that. that doesn't have any expertise yeah. in marriage counseling or relationships or anything like that. We're no, no, just no. speaking from our experience. Yeah, yeah. This is sort of a carryover from the So You Want to Have a Kid mm -hmm. episode. This is So You Want to Get Married. And, um, you know, I, some of the things that I wish people told me. Sure. Uh, specifically about the wedding itself. Yeah. Because when it comes to being with you, we were together for so long before then, I already knew. Right. You Not a lot knew. within our relationship itself has changed since we got married. Nothing. But we'll talk about that. Right. So uh, having said that, again, Cindy, you just touched on it. If if you are planning a wedding or unfortunately your wedding got postponed because of COVID, mm -hmm. um, you're already ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so keep your head above water. Keep your head up. That's all I got. Yeah, I, try I, to have patience, I guess, is the best <laughs> advice that we could give. But um, yeah, that must be super stressful. And all the unknown and uncertainty surrounding that adds a whole other layer of complication to what can already be a very overwhelming and stressful process. So I feel for you. So, hey, before we get into that, I just wanted to say, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts fixed from, we welcome you. We hope you enjoy the show. We hope we can provide you with some sort of insight in terms of married life and preparing for a wedding. Um, if you like what you hear, and even if you don't, leave us five stars and a quick review on Apple Podcasts, and more specifically, whatever platform you are listening to us on, just subscribe to us, right? We, we'll do different topics on a weekly basis. October, we're going to focus on election issues. We're going to try to be nonpartisan about it. Obviously, our bias <laughs> will bleed in. It yeah. just will. Um, 
But, you know, for anybody that wants to listen to a discussion about issues that are stemming around this election um, for the month of October, minus one episode in which we'll do a Halloween episode, Mm -hmm. uh, keep it locked. Subscribe. You won't miss a thing. We release an episode every Monday morning. So Mm -hmm. um, that being said, the only thing I want to add to that is, um, you know, I laugh about the whole nonpartisan thing. If you've listened to any of the episodes, you've heard at least my ramblings about this or if you follow me on social media. Um, So, you know where I stand. But um, I we are going to be interested in hearing from people who don't necessarily share our perspectives or our oh, yeah. positions yeah. Um, leading up to these conversations. We really do want to hear all um, all sides and uh, how different people look at these issues. Um, so absolutely, when we release what we're going to be talking about in any given week, please send us your opinions. We yes. really do want to cover as best we can um, the other side of the issue. Yes, it's very important. So... Anyways, all right, so how do you want to structure this? Which which one do you want to do first? Do you want to talk about being married? Do you want to talk about preparing for I think we should talk about the wedding itself first, and then okay. we can second half talk about how, what has changed or not since then. Sure, yeah. So uh, for me, when it came to the wedding, uh, look, if you're <laughs> planning one or you just got proposed to or you just proposed... And you're thinking to yourself, okay, now what do I do? How long do we wait until we, till we, you know, arrange the marriage, get married, whatnot? For me, uh, the more time you have to plan, the better. For me personally, yeah. obviously, you know, things will vary. <laughs> Maybe you have time constraints. I understand that. But for me, I remember when we first got, you know, engaged, you said, I want to be married in a year. Yeah. And I said, too, we need yep. to sort of wait on this and prepare and make sure we have our bearings underneath us. So we ended up waiting two years. It was a little over two years, actually. It was almost right. two and a half. But I'm sitting here chuckling because, yeah, moving quickly and all of this was definitely not your style. <laughs> the lead up to us getting engaged was six years. <laughs> yes, we had been together for six years. Which most of it we lived together. And so no, it was, yeah, no. a good had- chunk of it. No, no, no. We we got together in 2007. We started living with each other in 2010. So Yeah, okay. Half, so like half of our relationship yeah. we had lived together. And um you know, I think it was kind of a little bit of a running joke of everyone was kind of just waiting for you yeah. to pop the question because we'd been together for so long, but right. um I think the timing ended up making perfect sense for us. I mean, it ended up you ended up proposing right after I finished grad school. Mm-hmm. It was like a month after I graduated. And so I was glad to not have to be also planning the wedding or anything while I was still trying to focus on finishing my graduate degree. That would have just been too much. And um, yeah, I think the timing ended up being really good. But it was kind of a running joke within our circle for a few years of wondering when you were finally going to pop the question. Yeah, obviously, people, um, your your situations are different. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're not going to go to grad school. Maybe you're both out of school and whatnot. But for us, the way I looked at it, is you know we were funding a good portion of this wedding um we were fortunate enough that our parents did chip in but we were funding a good portion of this wedding and i said look we should take the time to make sure we have the venue that more or less you wanted it didn't Mm -hmm. really matter to me it did to a degree but you know for you you had a a world vision of this since you were 12 (laughs) um you know, make sure we have the venue we want, make sure we have a DJ we can afford, make sure we have all the bells and whistles that we want to do, and moreover, make sure that we have the availability for the venue that you wanted to go to, right? Because right. we wanted to have our options. Right. We yeah. wanted to have everything we wanted. So um, 
for us, two years was a, a nice little groove period, and we were fortunate enough to get what we wanted for the wedding. And when you have that long to plan for it, um, I do think that you can space things out easier, and you're not necessarily so stressed to get things done last minute. And until the last minute, because there are some things you just can't do until right up at the end. Of course, there will still be things yeah. that yeah. you're going to stress out about and try to jag in there for mm-hmm. the past, you know, for the last couple, couple months, weeks of yeah. planning. Um, but moreover, or more or less, rather, you have everything down pat if you mm-hmm. if you do it for that long. Yeah, I and, I, and I learned pretty quickly into, so right after we got engaged, we got engaged in July. And yeah. then um, I think we had our venue booked by September or October of that same year. And I learned when we went to look at venues, it was a good thing we were looking two years out because the the time of year that we wanted, all the dates that would have been available the following year were already yeah. booked. Yeah. It wasn't even an option. We would have had to do it in a different season or push it out a whole nother year. So yeah. that's what we were already kind of leaning towards. So it, it worked out just fine. And um, little tip, they lock you into the price that is for that year because you and sign your contract and you book it year. and it goes up every year. So right. the year we got married... We were paying what it was two it years cost two cheaper. years ago, yeah. right? So that was a perk too. Yeah, yeah. It 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 has its benefits, but obviously, if you have time constraints, um, say for instance, and I'm just spitballing here, um, you got engaged and you uh, you're moving, or or, or yeah. your partner's being stationed somewhere mm-hmm. for military reasons. Obviously, you want, you might want to get married relatively quickly and you have to sort of speed things up the process but if you have the available time two years in my opinion is a nice little groove period um the number one thing that i wish people told me when we were prepping for a wedding is and anybody that's prepping for a wedding this goes out to you and take these words to heart if you're going to take anything that we talk about today take these words to heart this is your wedding Mm -hmm. this is about you this is not about your parents this is not about your uncle this is not about your boss this is not about your parents boss this is not about your parents friends that they want there that you never met this is about you you get to decide what goes on for your wedding period and end story yep although i will say on the other side of that pick your battles Oh, no, no, no. Because, I'm, yes, yes, I'm saying like if the, if you know that telling one of your parents that so and so like one of their best friends or something, even if you don't know the person, um, if they're very close to that person and they've been talking about this for a long time, for years, whatever, since you were a kid and it's something that that person has always looked forward to sharing with your parent or whatever, like this is a hypothetical situation, but I'm saying um you might not want to devastate your parents <laughs> over something no, no, that's no. of course ultimately pretty inconsequential like just having another person another person at the wedding like right right when it comes to specifics like that that's fine i'm mm-hmm. saying if there's someone in your group or you know your your immediate family or your wedding party or whatever that's trying to encourage you to invite a certain individual that you don't even know or a group of individuals that you don't even know and you feel that you have to just to satisfy someone? No, you don't. Right. And I, I should preface this. Neither of our parents did this to us. No. Right? So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is hypothetical. Right. <laughs> I just, I've heard horror stories yeah. about people that, you know, their parents are funding the wedding. And then they say, well, I want these people to go. And they use the funding as a bargaining chip. Right. Rather than this is 
for you. This is right. a gift for yeah. you. Yeah. Right. And for me, if that happened to me, which it didn't, but if that happened to me, I'd say, well, I don't want your money then. Mm-hmm. Right. You you can't give me this gift, although I do appreciate it. You can't give me this gift and then tell me, oh, by the way, now I get to dictate a good portion of the guest list. Right. Yeah. I think it's um, what I was saying is if it's like one individual person and it's really going to, you know, hurt the feelings of someone who you care about, right. you might not want to fight that battle. You might want to let that go. But if it's a situation where it's like it's going to double your guest list or something and it's going to end up with you having this humongous event, if you wanted to go for a small, intimate wedding and it's going to completely change the the whole thing from what you envisioned and what you want, um, that's probably worth sticking to your guns and, you know not letting them right, right. <laughs> make that decision for you. So, but yes, pick your battles. Yeah, pick your battles and just remember this is your wedding. Mm-hmm. This is about you. So if there's a ceremony that you don't necessarily want to celebrate, I know um, some people, uh, I'm not going to you know name names obviously, but um, there was pressure to have a religious ceremony and they didn't want a religious ceremony. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That. Yep there was pressure put on the couple or the bride and groom to be to have some sort of Christian service. Um, If you don't want that, or even if you do and it's vice versa, whatever, this is your wedding. You get to decide what kind of service you want, what kind of wedding you want, what celebrations you want during it. My point is, is that that's up to no one else but you. Yeah. I mean, um, I was trying to, you know, thinking about what, what it was about our wedding that I enjoyed the most and I couldn't necessarily pick one specific element I think the thing that always comes to my mind is just the general atmosphere of it and how it just felt like it like us like it was perfect it was a perfect reflection of us as people and as a couple and I think that resulted in the atmosphere that we had of everyone just having a genuinely good time and um it was just so fun and relaxed and i think that is a result of the fact that we did stick to what we really wanted and we didn't let any of those kind of big things shift what we had our our, a vision for yeah but and to be fair like i said we didn't have these sort of pressures right um and if we did i don't i certainly don't recall them and if we did, we probably put a stop to it immediately. But so I think we were pretty clear up front. I don't even think anyone really tried. If they did no. feel really strongly about any particular thing, nobody really voiced that. I think because it was pretty, I think we just made it abundantly clear that we were going to do what we wanted to do. Yeah, and yeah. We, yeah. we just didn't really care about like any conventional, like, you know, elements that other people might expect. Right. We didn't care if we didn't meet those expectations because right. it wasn't about meeting other people's expectations. We got married outside. Um, it was a non-religious ceremony. Um, One of our good friends married us. Yes, which was great. Yeah, um, he did. A, it was the, his first time and he did an amazing job. It was great. And, uh, you know, it was it was right at sunset for an autumn evening in New England. It was perfect. Yep. It was absolutely perfect. And we we did a first look. Mm-hmm. Um Mostly because of the sunsetting time. We, If we were to take pictures after the ceremony, it would have been too dark. Right. The lighting was best at that time. And also because we wanted to be able to participate in the cocktail hour before Correct. dinner. Yeah. We didn't want to have to. I didn't want to have. I've been to a lot of weddings where the, the bride and groom have to go table to table and greet every single guest. And oh, that's why they end up don't eating. Well, <laughs> no. because we didn't have to because we made our rounds during cocktail hour. That that's was strategic. True. I didn't want to ha- be away taking pictures, which is traditionally what they do. Um, the bride and groom and the whole wedding party don't get to participate in cocktail hour. Right. 
And then at dinner, that's their first opportunity to go and greet everybody. Mm. And I didn't want to have to do that. I wanted to be able to sit down and eat that food. <laughs> <'cause> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we paid was, for it. Yeah, and it was delicious. <laughs> Cheese plate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it, having said that, you know, if I were also to stress importance of something, get a good DJ. Get a DJ that will do anything you want without question. So when we were (laughs) meeting our DJs, um, first of all, if you feel pressured in any situation when you're meeting a photographer or a DJ, any vendor, walk away. Yeah. If you feel like they're car salesman-y. Just just, walk away. You're in the driver's seat. So we the first or one of the first DJs that we met. He was like, look, look at my, look at my book. It's my portfolio. all, I'm, I'm all yeah. booked. I'm all booked up. You got to book me quick. And we were like, we're out of here. Yeah. We're out. Mm-hmm. That's all he cared about was the bottom line of getting us to commit. Yeah. So we went with another DJ and he was showing us his, you know, playlist. He was showing us uh, wedding videos, examples, examples of what he yep. was doing. Um, luckily he too did wedding video taping. Right. We ended up doing the um, DJ video and the photo booth were all mm-hmm. through the same Open vendor. air photo booth, yep. which was really cool. Um, and we had, or at least I had, a priority that when we introduced the wedding party and the two of us, we were coming out to wrestling themes. Mm-hmm. And he was, <laughs> the DJ said, oh, I've already done that. Yeah, That's he like fine. wasn't phased whatsoever. No, he's like, I've done that before. <laughs> and he showed us a video of yeah. it. And he's like, do you want to do something like this? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, but I want to sort of change it up. Yep. And it, it was great. No, but so. he worked with you. you. The communication was great. It was the back and forth of yes. what songs and what order for which people. Like, what is the feel you want? Do yes. you want me to like be the MC? Do you want me to like? So, yeah. He was awesome about it. Yes. And it ended up being, I think it, it set, I mean, I think our ceremony kind of set the tone for the wedding because it was still, I mean, it was traditional in the fact that we obviously exchanged vows. We did all those. You but it was know, funny. Right. But we also were pretty relaxed. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that did set the tone already. But then the intro to the reception being wrestling themes yeah. with our officiant coming out to the stone cold steve austin yeah. soundtrack and um what what is it called what do you do with the beers he, sh- he slammed there, the beers i, I thought it, i thought there was a name for it no, 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 he just okay. slammed them together like i was stone thinking cold. of like shotgunning a beer but that's not it no but no, no. Yeah. He, he came out i got him a t-shirt that said reverend 926 because that's yeah. the day we got born, born we got born, born we, our relationship was born that day and on the back of the shirt, it said, um, I just got you married. Yeah. Instead of I just whooped your ass, like yep. Stone Cold would say. And he came out with that shirt on. And he had the Stone Cold belt. <laughs> and a friend of ours chucked him two beers. Yep. And he, he smashed, smashed them together and poured them all over his yeah. face and obviously missed his mouth. But <laughs> yeah. he chucked them and ordered two more, thrown, yep. did it flawless it was perfect it was great and the and, venue and did not give a shit no they didn't care they came behind him and cleaned, cleaned it, up it, and it right up and waited for the next they're probably like oh another fucking stone cold yeah <laughs> maybe that happens all the time <laughs> and, yeah that's um, at the tone for the reception and then we came out we came out to dx yep with our tag team champion belts and you crotch chop yes i did in, in my wedding, wedding dress, dress. <laughs> perfect <laughs> love it but that set the tone that we were there to have fun yeah and you know you come out and we didn't take ourselves too, too seriously. I was Shawn sure. Michaels. I had the the cowboy hat on. <laughs> we f- we did four crotch chops. Like suck it, yeah, yeah. And so then inappropriate. Come away with me. Yeah, but then we immediately our first dance was to Nora Jones. <laughs> 
immediate 11 to 2. But I think our DJ said something funny about it. He was like, and for a little change of pace mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> Point is, get a good DJ that yeah. will work with you. Um, yeah, we said like from the beginning, and I, a lot of people had given me this advice, and I found it to be true. The the like pillars, like the most important things, like don't get caught up, don't get caught up in the small details because no one's going to remember those things. But the venue, the venue, the photographer, and the, and the DJ, those are the the food most, is important. Food is important too, but uh, at least in our experience, the food came, the, the venue and the food was the same. It was all on site. We didn't have to get an offsite caterer to bring the food no. in, so that was one less decision we had to make. And this place had good food. So, see w- weddings that I go to that weren't ours, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't remember the food. Yeah, so I can't really I mean, as long recall as it if it was suck. good or bad. So, like- <laughs> in in my idea. Most of the guests for our wedding probably didn't even remember the fucking food. That's what I mean. It doesn't have to be like but spectacular, one of your food. most memorable meals of your life. It just, no, as, but, so I'm saying, as long as it doesn't suck, it's fine. But for our wedding, obviously, I remember yeah. our meal being I still awesome. remember because I ate my big stuffed shrimp at three in the morning yeah, when we went yeah. back to the hotel room. But I remember it being awesome. And I said, okay, this is everything about this is great. Yeah. Because it's our wedding. I'm obviously right. paying more attention to it. But get a good DJ. That is very important. And yep. um, a photographer, of course, is great that will work with you. Um, and the videographer, we went back and forth on getting a video I'm done for a long it. time. I'm glad we did too. And we ended up being able to because your parents generously yeah, paid yeah. for it. Um, but and it now comes... we watch it every year on yes. our anniversary. Yes. It's a tearjerker. Which but is great. Every, um, you know, when we had the, the DJ, he said, do you have any special requests? And I said, yes. And this is what <laughs> we were planning. I said, you need to play Nookie by Limp Biscuit." And you said, end of night. Yeah. End of the night. And, um. He was kind enough that day of the wedding when we sat down after, you know, everything we're starting to eat comes up to us. He said, is there anything else you want? Mm-hmm. I said, yes, you need to play Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio <laughs> at some point. Because the morning of our wedding. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, the morning of our wedding. I <laughs> said, time to get married. And I sent you a bunch of pictures of Coolio. That's what I woke up to. I woke up. An MP3 of Gangsta's Paradise. Yep. That's what I woke up to. So we played it. It was great. <laughs> And that, you know, that day I realized that he says, been spending most of our lives living in a gangster's paradise. I thought it was kickstands and motion lights. lights. (laughs) Kickstands and motion lights when you live the gangsters. I don't know. You must have told me that before because I had that lyric in my head. You put a kickstand up on your bike because you're in gangster's paradise. Oh my God. And you try to walk (laughs) by a house and a motion light comes on. (laughs) Oh, if you great. listen to that song, it sounds like Well, it. now that's all I'm ever going to hear. Kickstands emotions. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Venue, DJ, photographer. Our photographer was great, too. She had an yes. amazing sense of humor. Yes. Um, She got some hilarious pictures, like, you know, uh, oh, yeah. when people weren't looking. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were great. Videographer was great because you did, for me, I didn't even realize that person was taping. Didn't even... Had no idea right. where this person Same was. Same thing with the photographers. Yeah, no you idea. You don't even notice them. Um, but you're right. The little details that you're stressing about, that like centerpieces. Well, that's what I did all that shit myself yeah, it, because I it, didn't want to spend... The, I want, I was willing to make an investment in those big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DIY um, shit is clutch. But yeah. But I'm telling you right now, no one gives a fuck about your centerpieces. No, I know. I mean, it, especially when um you have a venue that already kind of has a specific atmosphere or yeah. feel to it which yeah. ours did and that was important to me and that was kind of why because i didn't want to spend a shit ton of money on decorations and other crap because yeah. i know a lot of people don't care won't notice um 
so I did do a lot of that stuff myself and it was fun. I mean, I used my crafty side and did the table numbers and the centerpieces and the place cards and shit like that. Yeah, but yeah. like I, I was not going to drop a lot of money on that kind of thing because but no one cares. And the thing is, is yes, most of the stuff you're going to realize in hindsight, right? So all these things that you're prepping for that are uber important for you to get done for the wedding and you want that specific thing in the like that presence of that thing in the wedding because without this thing your wedding is going to be ruined you think that now but then a year after your wedding if someone says hey remember that thing you're like oh yeah yeah whatever yeah. it's not it's no longer important and no they're gonna remember they're gonna remember like the wrestling entrances yeah. or like dancing to limp biscuit at the end of the night those or, little like, decorations I'm sure yeah. you don't even remember most of them. Well, I remember. No, one of the things that um, I had a mini freak out about was our flowers because oh, yeah. three days before I had had a vision th the whole time I wanted um, orange sunflowers. Mm. That was the only flower I was having except for baby's breath. Right. Um, very, very simple. But that was the flower that I wanted. And three day two or three days before the wedding the florist called me we, we used um whole foods for our florist and they were great too um is whole foods a northeast thing i don't know i don't think so okay maybe anyway um she called me two or three days before the wedding and said i have really bad news the uh farmer or whoever it is that i sourced these types of flowers from uh they didn't they didn't come out this year like they look like shit <laughs> uh you don't want these flowers so we have to pick a different flower or i have to i can dye regular yellow sunflowers orange i can hand dip them and dye them and she offered to do that for me get dipping so i don't think that's what i felt so bad but i was like literally everything like if they're bright yellow like now i look back i'm like it probably would have looked fine get like dipping bitch but i i just had my heart set on it and again it was like two days before the wedding and i was yeah, like yeah. i just so she offered it so i took her up on it and i just tipped her really well because yeah. i can imagine that she spent the next 24 hours not sleeping just dipping like 200 fucking sunflowers <laughs> look the point of this is don't stress the little shit because yeah. at the end of the day the wedding is just going to be about the two of you and it's going to be awesome i i pick a good venue pick a good photographer pick a good dj the rest is gravy um when it, open bar ended and you know every actually the bar closed down mm -hmm. we were like oh okay we have no more drinks cool whatever they came up to us the the staff, the staff. came up to us and said what do you want to drink you can drink all night my glass was never empty it was awesome they were yep. great. The staff was amazing. And we took advantage, of course. And they we had an on-site consultant. She wasn't like a full-blown wedding planner. Right. But um, it was someone just to help organize everything. And that was huge. Like, anything like that is worth it, yeah. in my opinion. So just just pay attention to the things that matter to you. Don't necessarily get lost in the details. It's, yep. And pay um, attention to each other and yeah. the people there. Like, you know, you, it's, you're there to have fun and have celebrate fun. with your family and friends. And that's what matters. All right, uh, so that's the wedding, mm -hmm. not, unless you can think of anything else. Well, those are the highlights, I think. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so that being said, let's take a break here, and we'll get to married life mm -hmm. in a little bit. <laughs> Hang tight.
Well, so we already said that we had been together for quite some time before we finally got married. Six years. Before Six years once married. we got engaged. It was eight years once we got married. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and we had lived together for more than half that yeah. time. Um, so I think uh, when I, I, I'm trying to think of like what has really changed in our relationship since we got married. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who, um, or maybe not a lot of people, there's some people who have the philosophy of, um, you know, I don't really believe in marriage because it's just a piece of paper. It's just a legal thing. It doesn't mean anything. You can still have the same exact type of committed relationship. That's true. Uh, it is true. I'm not arguing it. I'm saying um, I know people who uh, ascribe to that. And yeah, I think that's true about the relationship itself. I do think that it does add a level of um, accountability to each other. I mean, it's you're obviously committing there's a level of commitment right it's an extra level of commitment not necessarily and it doesn't say anything about how much you love the person or anything but i'm saying there's there is a um like a practical component to it like that if you end up splitting up like if you're just in a committed relationship and you never get married and mm. you break up you go your separate ways not you, really whatever not you if you're living together and well you yeah there's legit there are th and... yes children is a whole nother sure. thing whether or not you're married but i'm saying it's it's easier in general to just kind of go your separate ways. You figure out the logistics of who gets what and your living situation. I think you're oversimplifying but, it. I don't think it's simple. No, at I'm all. saying in comparison to if you're married and you have to go through the legal proceedings sure, of a divorce. Sure, yeah, yeah, but you still have to go expensive. through the humiliation. No, I Absolutely, say humiliation. Well, you still have no. to go through the difficulties of <laughs> the number one thing I think <laughs> of when you know. Obviously, we're not going to get divorced, but if we ever would, it's sort of all right. Who can I hang out with, and who <laughs> who am I no longer supposed to be around? You know, like yeah. how do you balance out? Well, there's a huge anymore? social aspect yeah. to, of course, because we have a ton of mutual friends, and like I, we're friends with each other's families yes. and things. Yes, absolutely. I'm not, and that's going to happen whether or not you are married. I'm not taking that's away what I'm from saying. that. I'm yes. saying the added layer of you now have to go through a divorce and the legal process yes, yeah. and the, the cost associated with that. And that's a whole nother thing. So like, I just think that is really the only distinction that I can kind of make of being married or just staying in a committed relationship is mm. there is this like practical kind of logistic thing that you, you know, you're, you would have to deal with if you ended up not together. And I feel like that is, that is where that, extra level of commitment comes in that it's not just about how much you love the person it's like yeah i feel that it's a big decision when people and again i'm not trying to generalize obviously people have their own dynamics and whatnot but when i hear that you know what why get married what's the difference to me that means eh, there's something preventing you from doing it it's not something of oh what's the difference it's it's not a complete um indifference towards being married there's something preventing you from maybe. being married right and maybe it is the legalities maybe it, it is but for me if you don't want to be married and you're thinking well what's the difference i think the difference is the out clause right you're able to just leave if things go wrong that's what i'm saying i'm saying that's why i think it is it doesn't necessarily mean you you you're how much you love the person is different but i do think there's an extra level of commitment there probably yeah um, for me, I don't know. It's what changes from when we were together for so long to being married. The number one thing that I can really think of, and it's, it's, I don't know, to me, it's kind of profound. Maybe people don't think it is, but 
standing up in front of everybody. We invited all our most important people to our wedding and we had our, the very most important people standing beside us, mm -hmm. um, you know, witnessing this in, in our wedding party. You know, I made a promise to you in front of these people. Yeah. Right. And in a religious sense, people would say, oh, I made a promise in, to you in front of God. But for me, it's I made a promise in front of the people that matter to me most. Right. And this is one of the most important promises that I could ever keep in my life. Mm -hmm. And if that promise is broken, none of these motherfuckers will trust me. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it, it To me, there's something profound about going up in front of everybody that matters to you. Some that don't, but everybody that matters to you. <laughs> on the most part yeah and and promising you complete devotion mm -hmm. and that's something to me that means a lot to me right that i can't imagine turning my back on that because then not only am i untrustworthy but that whole thing now to the eyes of other people and you know to you or to me or you know whatever it's just a facade. Well, I think that's a similar to I use the word accountability. That kind of sounds like that's what you're describing sure, yeah. in a way. Yeah. But that's not the reason why, obviously, I'm staying right, with you. Right, right. I was going to say the same thing, that like it, all that being said, that is very meaningful to a couple who's deciding to get married. And I think that that's completely valid. But that doesn't necessarily, I guess I would say, I also wouldn't say that I don't believe that in, in divorce. Like, I mean... Sometimes divorce happens and sometimes it's the right reason. Right. And it's okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying never get divorced. I'm sorry. Not that it's the right reason. It's the right decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Some people get married too early. Some mm -hmm. people, you know, developments happen. I understand that. And if, if forever, I can't imagine because we've been together for so long. I can't imagine there would ever be a reason now that we would get divorced. But right. But I'm saying if there was a legitimate, like if, like you're saying, using us as the example, if we decided that was best for both of us for whatever reason. It would be if our that decision. That was the best yeah. decision for us. And we both agreed on that, that the fact that you would be embarrassed because you, you know, made this promise in front of our friends and oh, family. Oh, that's a shitty reason to stay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. I, so that's what I'm trying to make the distinction that it, it, I think it, it adds to the level of commitment. There's this aspect of accountability of making this public promise and yeah. all of that I think is valuable but I, I just wanted to put in the caveat that I don't think that that is necessarily a reason to stay in a bad no, 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 marriage. No, 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 no. If I think the reason why I, I illustrated this to begin with is to say this means so much to me, and I'm so confident in right. this promise right. that, I'm that I'm willing, willing to, to do, do it in this front of, in front of yeah. everybody, absolutely, yes, and, and not turn my back on it. So yeah, I understand um, that. Yeah, and it, look, for us, the the lives and the trajectory of our relationship haven't really shifted. As a result of marriage, definitely right. as a result of having a child. Yeah, but, just growing up, I think, in general and, and going through all the different things that life throws at you right, and right. navigating all these things together. But if I were to recommend one thing, uh, make sure you both have your um, sort of life plans, the big events after the wedding agreed upon. Mm -hmm. So the major know, things. I don't recommend getting married to someone that... Um, is on the it's say if you person a really wants kids mm -hmm. i'm saying really wants kids and person b is sort of like i don't know I, I i can see in the future there could be an issue right whereas if person a is kind of is like oh we'll see and person b is we'll see 
there might be some conflict later on, but I, I feel that you're both walking into it sort of with we'll, an open we'll mind or kind of willing to. We'll talk see about where it. our yeah. situation is. Maybe we'll change our mind. Right. But I, again, I don't think it's it's good to walk into a marriage when one person really wants to have children and another person doesn't share the desire. Maybe not nearly as strong, but just mm-hmm. a desire in At general all. to have yeah. kids. To me, if you're on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to having children. That's like that's a it's it, going to be an issue. And if it's non-negotiable for either person, it's going to be an issue. It's going that's a huge yeah. I know for us when we waited, quote unquote, a long time to have children. We waited a long time to get married. We talked about. That's it. What I'm I got saying. married we're at a, We're on a slow timeline for everything. Right, apparently. I'm 34 <laughs> now. I got married at we got no, I was 29, so um, just under 30. Nailed it. But <laughs> you know, when it came to having kids, we both knew we were going to have a child. We just didn't know when it was going to happen. Right. You were eager to have it rather quickly. I was saying to myself, hey, let's enjoy a year of marriage. Well, not, we were in agreement about that. Okay. I want to enjoy right, a right. year of marriage. I we, was just afraid, to be totally honest, that we're going to get into the, you know, we won't get into it too far, but I was nervous about um, being able to get pregnant because I had sure. heard some stories from friends, family who had trouble and it took them a long time, yeah, like more than a year. And everything I read said, you know, expect for it to take at least six months to get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And took um, yeah, took two months, two I months. think. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that was my only hang. I was in agreement with you that ideally I would like to be married for a year, you know, buy and a house. And we had a house and, and wanted that for a year. Exactly. And to be able to settle in and kind of make sure we had all our ducks in a row. Yeah. Um, but in the back of my mind, I had this nagging nervousness about what if it takes a really long time to get pregnant. Sure, sure. I, I just think that when you have these open conversations, we both wanted kids. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the timeline and the trajectory might have been a little altered. Yeah. But I was adamant. No, I want, I want to be married for a year, and then we got the house. No, I want to have a house for mm-hmm. a year. I just want to be able to settle in. Right know the layout of the house being able to turn the lights off and walk around with my eyes closed <laughs> yeah i want to be able to do that because i don't want to be chasing my child it would have around. been too much change all at once yeah i just i wanted to be settled i wanted yeah. it to feel like our home right and i feel like a year is a good yeah period in order and to I establish think, that and then we would have recognized if there were any major things that we had to fix or anything or we didn't that we like needed. about the neighborhood sure yeah but I think um, all that being said, that that was all very ideal. And I think we've been very fortunate that we've been able to kind of things have kind of happened within our ideal timelines. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're planners. I mean, I have we joke about, you know, like at my work and stuff that it, or just in general that I have an Excel spreadsheet for everything, yeah. which. all Yeah, we didn't even talk about it with the wedding itself. I had a binder and many Excel spreadsheets. Oh, I yeah. also recommend that a lot of lists. But that's me and my type anus. But anyway, sure. um, yeah, same thing for this. I feel like we we plan a lot. And but I think we both also had the understanding that um, if things don't go as planned, it it's it's OK. Like we had each other's back. We knew what our priorities were and we were confident that we would we would figure it out together. Yeah. yeah. I guess the point is, is before the the wedding and before proposing or talking about being married. Make sure you have that shit established. That's yeah, the, my the, one advice. The kid question is something that I it's think... It's pretty big. If it's non-negotiable for someone in either direction, they either really, really want to have kids or they're sure that they really, really don't, that's probably not something that's going to change. Right. And maybe you can live with not having a child. No, but that's what I mean. But if you feel really strongly about that, you're probably not going to change your mind. If you're, if you're kind of indifferent and you're kind, you could go either way, I think that that's fine. Like, you just sure. go with yeah. the punches and you... 
whatever. Um, but I think if you feel really strongly in either direction, that's going to be something that's really, really hard to navigate. Um, another thing is, you know, when when you're thinking about being married to someone, obviously th this might be sort of obvious and intuitive, but make sure the individual is is supportive. And, you know, obviously with all the, these projects that I've undergone, I've ha I have four podcasts, including yeah. this one. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm the type of person that my my job is my job right I, it's not something that i'm passionate about sorry for people that listen maybe for my job i'm just not passionate about <laughs> it's it just it's just to make a living it's something just yeah. to get by and I, I i don't think that's unusual right um but i'm also the type of person that needs to sort of dip his toes into things creatively in order to feel fulfilled for lack of a better way to put it this may sound terrible but i don't mean it this way um my family you and our child great i love it it's the most important thing to me but i need that creativity that I, yeah my family can't necessarily to that. you know unleash it's in not me. a creative outlet no no no. so i i, I strive for that i yeah. need that it's it's something that i i have to have so it's good to have a partner that will sort of not just influence that but encourage that and to push that so if there's a time where you need you time and there's a time that you need some sort of things th that you want to do creatively or otherwise on your own. I think having an understanding from your from your partner is super important. And that is something that we certainly have worked on throughout our yeah. marriage. Obviously, in the beginning of our relationship, I, we both just want each other all the time. Right. right. And that's. And it was very obvious. uncommon that we would hang out with any of our friends without the other. Right. Right. Like we were together all the time. And, you know, obviously it led to this project that you're listening to right now. We're doing together. Mm -hmm. But the initial podcast that I started were void of you. Mm -hmm. and it Which was just for the something... record, this project was your idea. Yes. I wasn't like, hey, I'm jealous of all your podcasts. I want to do one with you. No, no. no it, it was, was your idea. You want to start a podcast. Yeah. Um, so you want to yeah, start Yeah, that'll a be podcast. another one. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I think having that sort of understanding and underlining support for each other because you're fortunate enough that your job is your uh, passion. Yes, and, and it challenges do, me all the time. Yeah, if you do, um, you know, side work or uh, dabble your toes into agencies that are sort of similar to yours, we make it work. We make mm -hmm. it work and say, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever you need me to do and you go do it. But because let's be honest, the amount of times I come home and you're like, what What do you have tonight? Oh, I have two podcasts tonight or I have this is the right. weekly schedule. It's a lot. It is. Yeah. But that that is something I think that that is a key uh, kind of like revelation that we had over the last few years. When when you first started your podcast, I was kind of jealous of how much time it took from 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 us and how much um it demanded of you and i was trying to be supportive but it was also it was just hard to navigate because it, it was a learning process yeah how to do it and right. editing it took, and whatnot it took a ton of your time in the beginning and now it's better four now. years later i sort yes. of fell into this groove where i know how to do it yes. just very 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 quickly right so it's gotten better from that perspective but i think also just realizing like what you just said that that distinction of the fact that for me to understand that you had such a desire to do these things outside of your outside of work and outside of your family was a function of the fact that you don't have that anywhere else in right. your life. And right. I don't have that experience because for me, I am like my I am brain dead <laughs> by the end of the day because work is so challenging to me and I do have to use my creativity and 
all of this stuff. And it's something I am passionate about that at the end of the day, we talked about guilty pleasures. I want to zone out to The Bachelor for a couple hours because I need to turn my brain off. Right. You're the opposite. You're doing kind of like monotonous work all day for eight or nine hours. And then you need somewhere to go and apply your creativity. So we are completely flip flopped on that. So I think finally having that understanding of why each of us decides to use their free time in such a different way it was a game changer for us to finally understand that about each other. Right. And, you know, sort of piggybacking off of this, um, there was a time, obviously it's no secret to anybody that the the other podcasts that I do are on the Toronto Raptors and the Toronto Blue Jays. And when you start um, a podcast or you start a project, you're super passionate about it. You're super, oh, I'm shooting for the moon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, there's, I'm going to have my own radio station one day or whatnot. <laughs> you know, you, you have these visions. Obviously, I'm, I'm a little bit more mature to that now. And I understand the landscape of podcasting is that this is a bubble that's going to burst any month now. It's just will. There's a podcast for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I, I consider it to be the newest form of social media because there are so many more people picking up independent podcasts. Right. And we have met other individuals as a result, that aren't famous, that aren't, um, mm-hmm. you know, well-known, but it is sort of other people that we've met that are like us yeah. through this avenue. And it's sort of a way... It is know. another social thing. It is. It's yeah. like Facebook. You meet someone on Facebook and you become friends with that person or right. whatnot. Um, Podcasting is the same way, but it's a little bit more transparent as to the individual you're talking to. Right. Um, because you're actually listening to that yeah. person. And sometimes you listen to another podcast and you're like, is that me? Because we sound like the same right, person. Right, right. <laughs> We need to be friends. So <laughs> with, you know, in our marriage, you obviously knew I had these, you know, impulses. And when I get passionate about things, and obviously when I started the the other podcast, I was saying, okay, so there might be a chance we're going to move to Toronto one day. Yeah. <laughs> you were making plans. I'm going to be in demand. <laughs> I'm still not in demand. Um, Although anywhere. let's not let's not put uh, moving to Canada off the table. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> Until but November third. The reason why I'm bringing this up is, you know, if you have any, you know, long term goals that you want to meet, or say the place that you're living in is not the place that you necessarily want to stay forever, but your partner loves where they are, that needs to be discussed, mm-hmm. right? And you know, with you, the the hurdle because I wanted to move to Toronto even before. Oh yeah, that's the, always been your the dream. Podcast and. Yeah. You said, well, look, our family's here. It's just mm-hmm. it's, when we have children, it's easier for My our, job, our I would parents, not be able to right. move to Toronto. Um, our parents can just come and watch the children. Um, our friends. Yep. Won't you miss your, miss your friends? I'm like, no, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Not to say that we wouldn't make new friends and it probably have a great life wherever we would end up. But I just, my gut feeling was that it wasn't the right time or the right decision to think about leaving right and the reason why i'm bringing this up is have those conversations before you get married because you don't want to be put in a position obviously if things come up with your job and you're being transferred sure i think there's an understanding an underlining understanding when you have that job and say hey there's a good chance right it could be relocated somewhere yeah, but that's I mean, sometimes things are unpredictable and shit happens and things change. All of these discussions that you have, um, it's not like you're signing a contract that you agree on these things or you're writing Correct. it in yeah, stone. Yeah. Be flexible. It's just trying, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, but it's just trying to make sure you have an understanding of what each other's priorities are and have a general agreement about those things. Yeah. And then, yes, have flexibility within that. That you and, and being able to trust the other person that together you're going to make the best decision for your family 
at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah, I think life's, you know, will obviously adjust, but being able to be fluid with life uh, circumstances and being able to compromise is huge, Mm -hmm. huge. There are going to be things that, you know, before you get married, you're saying, and I said it, I said, what's going to be the difference? And overwhelmingly, things haven't changed. You know, obviously being a parent, things have changed in that regard. But in terms of our relationship before we got married and after, nothing. The next day, I didn't feel different. Yeah. Right. I just, even though I just talked up the ceremony and making that promise in front of everybody, to me, that's just a formality. We were doing, we, to me, we already had we that We knew what our commitment was yeah. to each other already. I knew yeah. we were going to get married when we first started dating. I know. And so that, we were already convinced of this right. for eight years leading up to the wedding. So yeah. Again, not to minimize the importance of the wedding, but it was it was just a formality in a way because we knew mm-hmm. this was this was inevitable. I woke up that day thinking, yeah, this is just the next step. That's right. why I wasn't I wasn't nervous. I wasn't mm-hmm. I was obviously very emotional because it's a very emotionally overwhelming experience, but to me having second thoughts, no, not at all because I was thinking this is just this is part of the linear plan. Right. That it's just what you do. Well, so I knew you were going to say this is what you do. I no, feel no, like not as a, a, a getting married and establishing those. You and I, this is right just what, for us. Yeah. Yes, that was always the plan. Yes, yes, that's an important caveat. I think because I think a lot of people do just kind of go through those motions, and I think sometimes people end up. Uh, that's something I think that might contribute to people getting married for the wrong reason is because it's an expectation of that's just what you do. Like in our society, yeah. it's like the whole, you know, in our generation, at least it's like you go to school, you get a job, go to college, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. get married. Um, right. Get married, buy a house, pop out a few kids happily Die. ever after. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and that is such a cookie cutter, like, um, you know, just it's not necessarily the right thing for everybody. That's, no. it's, and and right. so I just feel like there can be a lot of pressure from family or just our society in general on, on you know, taking that linear path. And for us, it just seemed that was what we genuinely wanted. It was the right decision for us. It's we are happy with that linear cookie cutter <laughs> experience. It's what we both wanted. Though. Right. That's what I'm saying. I just I just want to acknowledge that I think sometimes people feel pressured by that being the expectation. Yeah. And yeah. that's I don't think that's fair. But sure. For, but for us, it 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 was right. Yeah. It, I, so if you're if you're listening to this and wondering what changes after getting married, nothing really changes, and at least for us, nothing has really changed. Obviously, the level of commitment, as I already talked about, is amped up, mm-hmm. mostly because of the promise that you made in front of whatever you hold sacred to you. Right. Um. But also, you know, the tax break is fun. i'm being honest let's i'm not gonna skate under that you just love it because i can file i file our taxes together jointly you don't have to do shit except give me your w-2 it is it is a little (laughs) overstated how much more you get you don't really get that much yeah um getting a child you get a lot more yeah but it Um, all evens out because you're also spending a shit ton more yeah (laughs) but you know what in terms of the dynamic of our relationship, I can't speak to any changes because we were always living the same. I was always farting in front of you the same and <laughs> yeah. burping in front of you. The same. It doesn't matter. Um, we've I seen mean, each I, other naked. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, um, yeah, if you've lived with the person for a good amount of time. I do recommend that. 
living together live first. For, yes, yeah. live with your partner before you get married to make sure this is the life. I'm okay with this life. Yeah. Like I, just, I can live with you this. You specifically wanted to make sure that I could live with the smells. Of course. <laughs> of course. But, you know, also there's a, for lack of a better way to put it, there's a grooming process with both of the partners to each mm-hmm. other. It's saying, like, not only do I had had to have adapted before when it comes to cleanliness or just being a, a dude slob yep. before, but you had to adapt of, hey, just kind of pump the brakes and relax. I'm I'm not when we first started dating and living together, I was going out and seeing my friends. It was right. it was it's not that I don't care about you. I just wanted to see my friends. I I need to do that stuff. Yep. Um and so having that sort of understanding established when you're living together, you can say, yes, I, I feel comfortable doing this forever mm-hmm. because you don't want to not live with the person because anybody that you live with, it could be a new roommate in college or whatever, you right. get thrown in that situation. Both of you have your own habits that may come into serious conflicts with each other. Right. So if, you, if you're as someone that's dating you know two individuals that are dating each other if you are living together for a a decent amount of time i'd say at least a year Mm -hmm. you know whether or not you can live with this and you know whether or not that person will adjust right i think that's what it is more than the habits themselves um i think that it's you know if it's like a, a cleanliness or you know you have differences in how you keep your house or whatever those are things that I think people can change. I mean, it can be hard if it's a habit that's been, you know, with you for 20 to 30 years or whatever. Sure. But um, those are, I think, pretty easily adjusted if mm. you're willing to make the effort. But I think more so, right, finding out how the person responds to you telling them that this is an issue and whether or not you're will- you're able to even work through that type of conflict is a good kind of test yeah. for the relationship i don't think it's about the behaviors or the habits themselves it's more about just being able to test your uh you know resiliency in terms of the conflicts yeah make sure that you're able to be fluid with and you, you're willing you're you're bound to see your partner at their worst whereas yes. if you don't live together you know if you have a terrible day at work or whatever you just go home and you you tell your your significant other I don't want to go out tonight. I don't want to get together. I had a bad day. I'm just going to go to bed or whatever the case might be. And you're like, if you live together, your partner might be on the other end of that really bad day and you might take it out on them or it might result or, in a fight. I'm saying like, if you live together, you're bound to end up in more tense situations that are easier to avoid even ever having to experience if you don't live together. Right. Or, you know, if I, I know I can speak from personal experience for me, if I have a bad day, I'm very closed off. Right. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be around people. I'm I'm very much that person that wants to be in a ball, right, in a corner, and just soak in it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you I didn't want to talk know, your ear off about it, right? If you didn't know that about <laughs> me, and we just started living together, you might think I'm pissed at you. You right. might think or I don't want anything to do with you, or yeah. maybe I'm regretting this marriage thing. It's good to know before how you handle inner conflict or how do you handle issues that are going on so you know, okay, this is just part of the process that he or she has to deal with. It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not us. It's, right. you know, and if you just get thrown into this living situation, because when you're just dating, you're picking and choosing when you want to see each other. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't really have the option to not be together, even if you're not like 
in the best state of mind. And now your privacy is that person's privacy right? and vice versa. Obviously, right. we have our moments where I'm just like, or, or you're, we both want our separate space. And sure. We respect that. But by and large, our my privacy is yours now. Right. When shared. you say you need private time. A lot of times that also still includes me. Yes. Like I'm still sitting there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It means don't talk to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> you can stay here. Just I can physically be in the room. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, those are just, that just scratches the surface. Sure. Um, it, you know, after recording this for an hour, I, I've come to the realization that we're definitely not experts because our, our experience, it, you know, obviously we've had our ups and downs, but when it comes to the transition from not being married to being married and establishing that married life it was super seamless yeah because it, it we were living together for at that point what the day we got married five years a little bit more than that mm-hmm. so it, it comes as no surprise that the transition period was very smooth right um so hopefully you know it even if you're not in that same sort of situation, obviously it's not a requirement to live together for five years before you get yeah. married. But if you are in a situation where you guys are thinking about getting married and you know, you're know you not living together, by no means am I saying this is a requirement, definitely. You guys know your dynamics better than we do. You know what makes your partner tick better than we do. So um, these are just suggestions. Obviously, you know the way you guys function, the way you guys do things is going to be totally different. Maybe it's similar. I don't know. but from some people that have been, you know, married for just five years, let's be honest, it's not really a grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah. But together for 13, um, you know, I, I, I do think that having that sort of baseline um, history and establishment mm-hmm. um, is important. And it served us well. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, when it comes to planning, don't rush into it. And that's the same thing about getting married in general. Don't rush into it. Take these things and you know, sort of parse them out and, you know, tweak out the finer details that, as I said in the beginning, might not matter to you later on, but at least you have those established and you can sort of, you know, venture out into this life till you die, you know, hopefully, yeah. um, you know, with an understanding of things. That's right. On, on the same page in general. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to do it. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully you guys uh, enjoy married life. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> if you stumbled upon this looking for advice... We probably gave you bad advice, but (laughs) at least I did. Probably, definitely. But if you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're everywhere. CastBox even. We're on all the major podcatchers. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us five stars and a quick review. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends about it. Look, if you have people that are dying for some independent podcast or which a married couple literally talks about anything randomly on a weekly basis please refer them to this podcast while she's napping we'd really appreciate it again next month starting in october we're going actually starting next week Mm -hmm. we are going to start discussing major talking points and issues when it comes to the election so what are we doing next week are we doing second amendment i can't remember we were also going to talk about QAnon at some point okay i don't know there's so much we only have like three weeks or four weeks I know but we're just gonna I think we want to just talk about some of the things that we've just been talking about like we see it going around social media or whatever and we end up having a conversation we figured why not just do it on the podcast so So, we'll see All right. we'll We'll see what's in the headlines keep your (laughs) eyes open and your ears peeled you don't keep your ears peeled I think it's your eyes peeled and your ears that's the one yeah that's it that's the one (laughs) do those things (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, we'll hit you up next week. But thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.